0: You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and Americanamusicmagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Billy Droz got his start playing music in his father's bluegrass band. At the age of 16, he decided he wanted to do his own thing. And by 18, he was moving to Nashville to pursue a life as a full-time musician, enjoying a new Sony BMG record deal. He found life as a songwriter, pinning songs for Daryl Worley, Shannon Doa, Billy Yates, Randy Coors, Marty Raybon, and others. He's got a new record, and he's my guest on this edition of Americana Music Profiles. So hi, Billy. Thanks for getting on the call with us this
1: afternoon. How you doing there, sir? Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Good. Good to get a chance to, to talk with you and learn some more about your music and uh, let the listeners get a chance to know you a little more. Um, give me, uh, if you don't mind, let's let's back up a little bit. Give me a little bit about how you got started in music and, and uh, what, what got you out there in the first place.
1: All right. Well, I'm from, well, uh, we're kind of gypsies. We're from everywhere, but I was raised in Alabama a good portion of my life, childhood and uh, got started in gospel music, and then uh, shortly after Bluegrass, and we traveled around all over the country with my father. His name is Robert Droves, Red Droves, mm-hmm. and stayed on the road with him for, uh, good Lord, to I was about 16 or so, and decided that I wanted to go start making uh, my own records and country music. And uh, so I uh, I started frequenting this for around 16, and then, uh, got in and went ahead and, and made the, uh, move up here when I was 18 years old and, oh, okay. uh, had a record deal with, uh, Sony BMG and we did some, uh, which was RCA at the time, um, did some sides for them. And, uh, you know, I was always, uh, versed in, in traditional country music and, you know, bluegrass and roots music. And, uh, so at that time, at the current time country was more, you know, taking a taking a little turn for more of a commercial pop sound. And so we just kind of hovered around and kept making records and uh, made one a year Hmm. since then Mm -hmm. and just uh, kept going and uh, never stopped and just uh, hung in there and just kept making uh, the kind of music that I believe, you know, the people that I appeal to love to hear, which is, uh, you know, more of a traditional-based music. And uh, finally, made our way back to bluegrass, which was probably okay. the uh, smartest thing I ever did. <laughs> and uh, so what, we. Uh,
0: what pulled you back in that direction?
1: Well, it was it was. I've loved it my whole life, and and played it when I was a child, and and never never really got away from it. Just uh, you know, <clears throat> more on the you know commercial country end of things, and uh, basically, I wanted to go back to a genre where I could be true to uh, the kind of music that I love playing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and back in the day, you know, old country, traditional country, and bluegrass were, you know, kind of one and the same. Right, if yeah. You, if you go back sometime, you'd hear, you know, George Jones, and then you'd hear Stanley Brothers or, you know, even Leslie sure. Frizzell and, yeah. and all that stuff, so it was kind of intertwined. And that was the school of thought that I was... My daddy is uh, about 86 years old now, so... <laughs> And he's still going strong, but cool. that's the kind of stuff he raised me in. So I um, I knew that, you know, that's what I wanted to keep, you know, carrying on that tradition. And so for me it was a simple no-brainer because the, the music I did uh, at the time, basically all we did was uh, put more of a, you know, a grass production back behind it instead of, you know, drums and electric guitars right. and, and steel guitars and uh, just kind of replaced those, uh, instruments and lead instruments with uh you know fiddles and banjos and percussive mandolin and and i just fell in love with it again and uh i just love doing it i uh i had a buddy a longtime friend of mine have a buddy um that uh, co-produced this project with me the, the last project and also the uh, one we're finishing up now uh, ronnie bowman he uh yeah. also does you know does a lot in you know country music and and has had great success as a songwriter. And so I just told him one day, I said, you know, Ron, I'd really like to go ahead and cut a, you know, a Bluegrass record. Because to that point, I hadn't yet. And he said, well, are you serious? And I said, "As a heart attack. So uh-huh. <laughs> we got the ball rolling, and, uh, and it you know, showed to be very uh, successful for us. And just, it was a breath of fresh air to know that there's still a, a market uh, for you know, more traditional based music and, yeah. and more just my brand of, of, of you know, my brand of bluegrass music, so.
0: And how, is that definable? How, when you say my brand of bluegrass, what, what, what distinguishes I'd it, that?
1: I'd say it's uh definitely country, it's got some deep roots in country music, traditional country music, mm-hmm. and then, uh, you know, a lot of bluesy elements that go to it, and it just kind of, you know, I songwriter at heart and have been for, you know, that's what's kept me living in Nashville for,
0: yeah
1: you know, going on 13, 14 years and having publishing deals and whatnot. So I just, um, you know, developed my songwriting to, to fit my style of music or, or, or maybe vice versa. And so
0: <laughs> yeah. it yeah.
1: came up with a, a pretty, you know, I'd, I'd like to say unique sound and, and it's straight from my heart and soul and it seems to be resonating with folks and and I'm just uh, I'm just excited to be able to do that. Yeah, you know, I really believe that a lot of you know per se uh, real rootsy traditional country fans are finding uh, a home back at bluegrass. I yeah, think they're think you're right they're right. going for more more of a uh, you know an earnest heart and soul approach to music, and that's what you find in bluegrass. And so right, right. it's like they're discovering it uh, all again. So yeah, uh, you know and I don't know if I'm a part of part of that, but I hope to be, and I hope to keep bringing them that kind of. You know sincerity in my music. So,
0: well, and and you had um, spent a, a, a season with uh, the band Shenandoah too. Is that correct?
1: Yes, sir. That was a that was a big part of uh, my learning and growing up, and and just understanding you know what the road was like, what to expect, what not to expect, and you know, kind of getting a a firsthand uh, view. You know, a little bit of fame that I I didn't have at that point. Uh-huh. And, you uh-huh. know, I. I would I'd go out and and open the shows for years and then the um, I guess for about six years and then the time came where um, they were uh, replacing the lead singer at the time before Marty came back and I uh, I was there with bells on so it was it was weird and ironic I mean Marty's one of my heroes mm-hmm. uh, along with you know Keith Whitley and Lefty and Jones and Haggard and all that stuff but uh, to be filling such big shoes was was kind of a you know, a challenge in its own. But it was just neat to see it from that angle, from never sure, having any yeah. success to to going, you know, any sizable success to going on stage in front of thousands of people and singing those huge hit songs that they had. And uh, yeah, so and as a young kid too. So it was, it was quite, uh, it was quite challenging. But I, it was uh, one of the things that really, you know, taught me to kind of be who I am, and and we're still just dear friends, every one of them. There was a time I'd go go out on the road with Marty a little bit, and, and uh, was also singing lead for uh, the, the group. Yeah, uh, and so it was it was really neat, man. And so that was kind of cool because you know you had the country end over there with Shenandoah, and then and then I'd go out, you know, bluegrass shows and hang out with Marty and stuff. And so it was it was a lot of fun, and and are brothers to me, and have yeah. learned so much from them.
0: And and you did I understand you correct? You said you were with them about six years.
1: Yeah, finding the show, I was out for about six years, and I I did about I'd say one good summer uh, tours with him as a as, as a lead singer. So, um, that that was really interesting. About the time I met my wife and all that, so it was a yeah, it was a it was a fun summer for me. So, well, I I, <laughs> yeah. I
0: personally feel like that 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 band ha- has uh, did a lot for country music, and but it also kind of felt like that that band kind of found a way to straddle. The uh, country music feel at the time, but but still kind of kept its roots almost in in a grassy sound, and so it's it's. Oh neat. yeah, I mean, like
1: some of their biggest hits were, you know, heavily influenced by like a, you know, kind of if you will, hoedown kind of like next to you, next to me with the fiddles. And, oh yeah, I mean, yeah. it was a uh, and Marty, I mean, from way back was was, I mean, a lot of them. If you look back in history, with you know, like Ricky Skaggs and and Marty and Keith Whitley and and you know heroes like that of mine. They uh, they all kind of came from uh, from bluegrass music, and I and I think a lot of people that, you know mainstream don't don't understand that fact that that um you know what you're loving and you're hearing is you know was originated in one of the yeah. purest forms of music, which yeah. is in my opinion bluegrass.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. How did and you... it,
1: it is tricky to kind of keep that uh, you know even out now because. You know, we do a lot of, uh, a lot of people want to hear use really nostalgic, older uh-huh. country music, and so we do that for them as well, but, you know, per se, going out and doing, you know, older traditional bluegrass, um, it's either the older style country or, or what I call my brand of bluegrass, and right. so, but I, I pay very much respect in every record for the second, this is the second one we're done now, but each record we we instill a lot of traditional based, uh, our versions of traditional based music, which is, you know, uh, <clears throat> just me trying to capture, you know, as a songwriter, capture the same emotion that, uh, they would have way back when, uh, yeah. know, Stanley Brothers or Buster Flatt and Earl or whatever was going on. So, uh, yeah. we're, we're having a lot of fun.
0: That's cool. Uh, how did you become, uh, how did you come to rely on, on songwriting as, as, as part of uh, a prominent part of your career?
1: Well, I came to town to be an artist, of course, and uh, you know, that was kind of slow for a while. And it, it was funny because I was on one of the biggest labels in the town, and it was really slow. And I thought, my gosh, this is what I <laughs> <this> <laughs> wasn't, wasn't what I was imagining. But yeah, and so uh, I met a fellow, uh, a fella named uh, Billy Yates, and uh, uh-huh. he he's an awesome songwriter, and he had just opened a publishing copy, Okay, and uh, of course, in town. You know, when you're the young gun and and you're uh, you got a record deal, it's it's a really now it's say easy, but you're you're more you know apt to get a uh, to get a publishing deal, a writing deal,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, to be honest with you, I had only written two three, four songs at that point, and uh, really didn't think I was any good at it, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then this guy Billy Yates comes along, and he's just a magnificent songwriter and artist in his own right, and uh, he just kind of developed. Uh, and he sat down with me a few times. He said, man, you're you're a really good writer. And I said, well, thank you. I mean, I, uh, coming from him, you know, he'd written stuff like Choices and I Don't Need Your and Chair and just a bunch of,
0: yeah.
1: of songs that I, were staples in country music to me. And so uh, just kind of having that encouragement from somebody that, you know, that had already lived it and done it, it helped me to become, you know, to just get really serious with it and yeah. went on to, you know, I've had several cuts and just uh, been blessed to write with some of the, the biggest and best writers on the planet. And, uh, and you know, it's a it's a learning experience. So, you know, when you're 19, 18, 19, 20, you're a sponge, and I was. And so I just sat back and, and tried to learn from those guys and to take a little bit of each what they did and what I thought made them great and tried to, you know, just like you do as a musician or as a singer, you draw from your,
0: sure. you know, yeah. the
1: people that inspire you. So yeah that's what that was about and so i just uh i just kept it going and uh and songwriting like i said was uh one of the reasons i got to stay here and keep chasing the old uh singer dream (laughs) so it's been beautiful
0: (laughs) and you've actually had some um uh, quite a few bluegrass folks record your music right the grass schools and junior sisk and flat lonesome and uh, so you're
1: yep and marty kept it going for me kept he cut about three of them and or any cores and, uh, just, a, a bunch of, uh, a bunch of really, you know, good bluegrass people. That was, that was, that was flattering to, I just, I, I went to a bluegrass festival and they knew I wrote songs and they were like, Hey, you got songs. And I was like, if it was only that easy. It'd <laughs> yeah. Be right. But I was like, absolutely. And so, uh, yeah. And, and did well with them. And, you know, I, I love all those guys, the grass and, and, and gals. And so it's, uh, it was neat to have that, and so that was more. You know, that was right when I was trying to kind of say, "All right, I, I want to go back and, and cut the bluegrass record." And when we were having success on uh, bluegrass artists with with our songs, we thought, "Well, you know what? I think it's time to to go ahead and, and cut our own." So we did, and but I'm still uh, writing for other people and enjoying that as well. So
0: and and that that first project we talked about a couple minutes ago is uh, called "To Whom It May Concern." Um, and yes, but sir. you actually uh, had, uh, I think, was it five hits off of that record? Even so, I mean,
1: it, as it a spawned four number ones, yeah, and then uh, a number two. And I was like, oh come on, <laughs> <laughs> There's one more spot. There. Yeah, yeah. A number two, a number five, and then I think the last one last time I checked was around uh, thirteen. So yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, seven, seven. Chart yeah guys, off that one. So I'm, I mean, and that's just you know, that's uh, to me, it's you know, pure, pure blessing and, and from the good Lord up above. And I'm just thankful and and uh, and take nothing for granted and just appreciate the fact that I get to to do what I was uh, born to do.
0: Yeah, well, and and to to have your uh, your your first uh, entry, so to speak, into the bluegrass world, actually produce like that has got a Got to feel good, and I I would think it it would pose the question from other folks: How did you do that? <laughs> you know, there's so many people that 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 have uh, released multiple records and don't actually get to uh, experience that kind of success.
1: If In my opinion, it's just pure, you know, dedication, and and, and I mean, I I'm a bulldog; I don't stop. <laughs> and if I if I can't get it done this way, I mean, I'll, they're built saying there's more yeah. than one way to. And a cat but uh a lot of that in my opinion is 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 songs I mean it's just not that nobody else is writing good songs not that that's not what I'm saying at all but it's just I was on you know 10 15 years worth of what I was right. believing were great you know were good songs you know and, right. and going through different country uh deals and whatnot but, uh I just stockpiled these songs that I thought were just yeah, you know bona fide yeah. good songs whether they were mine or or, or someone else's, but, um, you know, and, and, and so I, th- I think, I think the songs had a lot to do with it, and, you know, the, the Caliper writers that came along with a lot of those songs, I mean, um, it was just a, it was just a blessing, and, and, you know, and it's, you know, it's God's time, in my opinion, and, um, uh, I don't reckon he wanted me to be George Strait at the time, <laughs> uh, yeah. so I, I'm happy, you know, I, I'm, I'm extremely happy getting to do with him, what I'm doing, and. And I hope people, you know, see and, and hear the sincerity in, in what we do because, yeah. you know, if if it's not real and raw and emotional, then I don't, you know, yeah. I don't sign up for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot
0: of people don't get to see, uh, and I appreciate what you just said, a lot of people don't get to see the, the, the hard work and the tenacity that, and, and the, the 15 years of living in Nashville and trying this and trying that and then to hear that your debut CD had seven charting hits. It really was what is it
1: the senior overnight success? Right, yeah. The it really was. not your first
0: success. kick at the can. I mean, you you had a lot of a lot of life effort see behind that. Didn't
1: behind the VFW when I was nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> right, but right. you know, and, and I take all that in stride. And it's just uh, that was my road, and I, and you know, and it's such a uh, a sweet you know thing when it finally does come to fruition, and yeah, and the hard work finally starts paying off. You know, I just, I, I take, like I said, I take none of it for granted, and just am excited. And in the new record, I mean, we have poured our hearts and souls in it, and I, I hope to have the uh, the same same success with it, and that's that's what we're we're gearing up for, and uh, getting all our ducks in a row, and have a good team of people behind us, and and uh, just keep on trucking
0: you've got a new single out another one coming in october and the new record is called renaissance and that will be out when
1: uh what, what we're going to do on this one we've uh kind of strategized it all and, and uh came up with a good plan and what we what we want to do is let it um let's you know let it mature about two or three singles before we actually release the record itself
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's done it's sitting in a can in my studio but um, we want to just kind of, you know, put the best that we've got out and, you know, once those singles start gaining some ground, I believe that's when we'll, uh, we'll, uh, go ahead and come out with the record. So I'm looking at, you know, projection date of about, probably about four months at the very most. Okay. But, um, but far as releasing a single, um, we're going to go ahead and do it, um, at the first of October. So that's right around the corner.
0: And this will be the first single, or is there one already currently in 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 rotation?
1: This will be the uh, the first single okay. off of forthcoming uh, American. It's called Coal Fed Train. Okay,
0: good. And we're
1: uh, we're excited. It's a you know just a real kind of cool up tempo, straight up bluegrass song. And uh, you know because a lot of the the songs that we had on the first record were you know very you know bluesy and minory and had different mm-hmm. elements to them that weren't exactly you know run of the mills everyday bluegrass and i'm thankful that they let me come through with that but i also wanted to understand that i pay a deep respect to the rootsy what is you know traditional bluegrass and so yeah. the, the first single is, is absolutely uh, just straight up bluegrass so <laughs> we're excited to, to keep uh, delivering stuff
0: and, and when people uh, catch a show here In the next couple months Are they going to get <clears throat> to preview Some of the music that's on the new record Or will you hold that back until it comes out
1: No I think that we're going to go ahead And uh, you know we're definitely going to play The the new single that's coming out And uh, we've uh, Me and the boys have been uh, rehearsing it up And getting getting some of these tracks off the new record And along with the uh, You know the, the uh, songs that have been out Within the last year or so And so just to kind of a mix up of everything and then of course all their old favorites yeah just smile and have a good time but yeah uh, got a good band together formed and we're very excited by uh, everybody that's uh, uh, three guys and myself and they're very dedicated and it's exciting to to have guys that uh, have the same heart for music as i do so
0: and if uh people want to track with you they want to get in line to get the cd when it comes out find out where your shows are going to be what's the best way to do that
1: you go to BillyDrose.com, and uh, also I'm a I'm a big Facebooker, so I'm always on there, and, and I'll write you back and chat with you, and I try to try to write everybody back and and just uh, hold conversations with them, and so uh, I'm always a, always available. I'm not a I'm not a mystery man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's D R O Z E, right? Billy Drose, D yes, R, yeah,
1: D R O Z E, yeah, good. BillyDroz.com. Interstate BillyDroz official, I think, at the, at yeah. the top. So. Okay.
0: Good. Well, thanks, Billy, man. This is cool getting to, to hear more about your story and your music, and we certainly look forward
1: to the new record coming out. Man, thank you for for uh, making it part of it. I appreciate it much.
0: Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at
2: AmericanaRhythm.com.